What is my trainer really thinking about during our sessions? What does it take to become a fitness professional? What do group fitness instructors even think about? Let's dive into these questions, confessions, and more. Join me every week for a Talk Tuesday session where we will uncover confessions of fitness professionals. Welcome to this week's episode of Confessions of a Fitness Professional. I'm your fit pro, Andre Anderson, and I am over here sipping on my own homemade pumpkin cold cream. Well, not really cold cream. It's just a pumpkin cold brew, but made at home for Labor Day. Delicious. Mm -hmm. I love, I love different seasons of flavors. My favorite flavor is whatever is in season. So right now I am all about embracing the pumpkin and I know that there are those out there who are anti it's fall until a specific date. And that's okay. You do you. That is authentic to you. This is authentic to me. And on that note, I want to talk about authenticity. This week's confession is that it is much harder to be someone else than it is to be yourself. Much harder. Even if, and I see this happen all of the time in the fitness profession, but honestly, I see it everywhere. Now, especially now that we have all of these influencers, all of these people living these, what we think are these beautiful, idyllic, lives and lifestyles, it can be so easy to get swept up in trends that we forget what we actually enjoy or who we actually are. So it is easier to be yourself than it is to be someone else because the trends will change. You might adapt or grow, but your core, who you are, doesn't change. So, <laughs> I want to talk about being more yourself, being authentically you, and how amazing and powerful that can be to take yourself, your personal growth to the next level, if you have a business, to take your business to the next level, as a professional, even just as a working professional, to take that to the next level. This is, authenticity is the way to feel better and to level up at the same time. Now it's easier to be yourself than it is to be others, but it can be difficult to embrace who you are and to allow others to see that side of you. And I know for myself, and I think I talked about this in last week's episode where I got advice on how to be and how to be more professional, how to be this way, how to be that way, kind of different, different kinds of criticism, constructive criticism. And you can take it and make it yours and absorb it, or you can start being who you are and allow yourself to be exactly that, be exactly who you are. I noticed my business changed. It changed when I allowed myself to be authentically me 
And when I embraced those things about me that were quirky, not very mainstream, not very idyllic, not very polished, and that kind of brought me closer to where I wanted to be in my business. So here we go. I'm gonna give you some steps on how to become more authentic, allow yourself to be who you are. And this is kind of a key time. I mean, we are three years post pandemic. A lot of things have changed. I mean, we're sort of just now seeing the dust settle but people have opened new businesses. People have started different relationships. Um, people have changed jobs. Some people went from being in an office every single day to now working completely from home or some kind of a hybrid. Life has changed and evolved. So the more you become comfortable with who you are and allowing yourself to be authentic, the better you're gonna be able to ride those different waves of change. So I kind of boiled it into five steps. And even though it is very authentic to me to create these lists, I have to have it in front of me. <laughs> so if you're watching this, you're going to see me reading. The first thing is to observe. Observe yourself. Understand, or, or I kind of came up with this list of questions and maybe you have others to add to this. Ask yourself these things. Where and when do I feel the need to be fake? And that might be a multi-layered answer to that question. What do I truly value? Me, not what I want others to believe that I, or that I value or what others have told me that I'm to value. So where and when do I feel the need to be fake? And what do I truly value? I recommend writing those things down. Journal it out write it down and don't be, don't pass judgment on those answers. I like to think of it in this way. One of my favorite financial gurus, Dave Ramsey, talks about this on, on his podcast and I think I might've read it in a book. Do you want to buy that car or do you want others to see that you have it? Do you want to buy those shoes? Or do you want others to see that you have it? So understanding which line you're in. If it's something that you really want, this will mean the world to you. If you purchase this item, you don't care if nobody ever sees that you have it. You don't care if nobody ever knows that you have it. I mean, you're gonna post it on social media because you're excited about it. But if you didn't have social media, would you still be okay owning that item? Then that's something that is authentically you. That is something that you want. But if you are looking to get something just for gain in social status or to impress some random person on Instagram, then that's probably not something that's authentically you and probably not something that you actually need. But again, don't pass judgment. If you tend to veer toward that side of things where you want to have something just so that other people see it or um, that you want to be something that other people value or have the same values that other people have, that's okay. Again, don't pass judgment. Write it down and start to unpack how you got there and why you think a certain way or why you believe that you have to have certain values even if you've never actually questioned them before. 
this is the this is a tough <laughs> first step this is a real reckoning this is a real understanding who you are and what you want and that could take a lot of time that's not necessarily something that can happen quickly easily tomorrow everyone's a little different but ask yourself those questions uh let's see so observe yourself ask yourself those questions start there the next step once you discover what it is that you truly value what it is that you actually like who it is that you actually are pledge to be that version you pledge to be you always it's easy to kind of flip a switch and be a certain person in certain crowds and i think you can still be authentic and know how to work a room like i i can be i can be one way i can be energetic and fun in my high fitness class and and that is authentically me but i can also be professional observant more low-key that is also me it's dependent on the situation and the environment that's how i decide to interact or or work with it but if you are living multiple versions of yourself all the time it can get really exhausting quickly and you just want to be yourself when you allow yourself to break down those walls and just be you at home at work in social occasions it's it's seamless and you don't have to make excuses or tell lies or feel awkward you might still feel awkward because that's just who you are <laughs> that could be authentically yourself that's totally fine lost my pillow here but just allow yourself that opportunity to be yourself in all spaces all places all the time and again that takes a little bit of work and it takes a little bit of understanding who you are and what you want out of something how you like to show up in, in situations how you like to be and it's less about how you want to be perceived and more about how you want to be if you're worried about how others are perceiving you that chips away at your authenticity you should want to be yourself regardless of how others see you um, well, here I am saying you should it would be cool <laughs> if you could be yourself regardless of how other people see you I know that I spent a lot of time living up to expectations that I thought others wanted of me and that is a very I think it's a very that's a very common a very common thing you want to live up to other people's expectations you want to make people proud you want to make people feel good and when I started realizing, well, I just don't want to do that. I'm just not going to go. The world didn't end. Yeah, I've had, I've had, you know, friendships or relationships kind of fizzle and fall apart. But at the end of the day, like you're the one that you have to answer to. You're the one that you have to hang out with all of the time. So the more that you allow yourself to be you always, the more free. You're gonna feel the more free you're gonna feel this next one was probably my hardest and I'm still learning how to do it embrace vulnerability I and and this kind of goes back with the previous one I liked to have my home life and my work life and I did not like them to intersect and 
there, there are reasons I think for that. I think you can be a professional person and not be like divulging everything and, and being vulnerable doesn't mean like sharing every single little thing about your life. It just means allowing yourself to chip away at that harsh exterior. It means being okay with, you know, putting up your out of office and letting people know where you're going. I, I used to like not tell people where I was going. I mean, I post all over social media, but it was just sort of like a thing for me as a professional. Like I didn't want people to see that I was taking time out of the office and I was using my allotted allotted vacation days that I was allowing myself to hang up my hat. I wanted it to be like, oh, well, you can still contact me. I will absolutely answer. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. We're not doing that. We're not doing that anymore. Now it's like, you know, hey, I'm going to go and be in this place. Yeah, I'm going to have service, but guess what? I'm not using it to respond to your email. That's just the way it is. That's just the way it is. You have to kind of decide. But allowing yourself to be vulnerable, I think... I think sometimes can be mistaken for weakness, like, and especially as an Enneagram 8, allowing people to see you for who you are might make you feel weak. And we have to change that, change that perception, change that perspective, and saying it allows people to better connect with you, allows people to connect better with you. It allows people to get closer to you and, and see who you are and what you have to offer and allow them to like you for you so that you don't necessarily come off as cold or heartless. Um, and that's okay. It's okay for people to know things about you. It's okay to be wrong. It's okay for people to know your goals or your, your worries or your fears. Now, again, I'm not saying go out there and just throw it all out there, but allow yourself to, to lean in a little bit every now and then. Allow yourself that opportunity to be a little bit vulnerable. Okay, so we have we are observing ourselves, we are asking ourselves those questions, we are allowing ourselves to be, or you're allowing yourself to be you in all situations, all scenarios, you're not turning on one side of you in one, one location and, and turning it off the next to be in another place. We're embracing vulnerability and we're gonna make telling the truth a habit. Always tell the truth. It is so much easier to just tell the truth. And as an eight, again, as an Enneagram eight and not to pigeonhole myself, but I tend to be on the side of being pretty blunt. I, I've gotten better at softening the blow a little bit. Um, and, and realizing where truth is needed and the absence of truth is better than just saying anything. You know, just don't say anything at all. You're allowed to do that too. But be truthful, allow yourself to tell the truth. And, and there is a fine line between being real and being rude. <laughs> there is, it's a very fine line and some people will take you being real as being rude. That's on them, that's okay. Now don't go out there with the idea of like, I'm just gonna tell people how it is and I don't care how they feel. Like care how they feel, care how they feel. But don't let that eat away at you so that you don't tell the truth or you you hold something, hold something back. Little lies will start to kind of eat away at you and stop you from being who you are and, and true to yourself. And if you're able to lie to others, 
and lie to yourself. Like, who are you? What's even the point of being? What is even the point? So observe yourself, ask yourself those two questions of when and where do I feel the need to be fake and what do I truly value? Be you always, embrace vulnerability, make truth telling a habit. And the last one, recognize that being yourself and being authentic takes time. And it is something that will be constantly evolving. You, you will, maybe because you've been trying to be what others want you to be or live up to an expectation that others have placed on you, you don't really even know who you are or what you like. So it's gonna take a, it might take a lot of time. Every situation that you're in, you have to kind of decide, do I like this or do I like people thinking I like this or do I like this because other people have told me to like it. And that that is a process and it is a total process. And you may have spent years, years hiding who you are, not being your true self. And this is, if there was ever a time, this is the time this is the time to become the version of yourself that you actually are. <laughs> this is our authenticity era. <laughs> this is the time to, to get it out there, to put it out there, to allow yourself to be exactly who you are and not apologize for it. So there we have it. Confession of the week is that it is a lot harder to be someone else than it is to be yourself. And I hope that you will walk this authenticity journey with me, with yourself, for yourself, and allow yourself to be exactly who you are. This is pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing to allow yourself to be who you are and to be cool with it. All right, that's our confession for the week, and we'll chat again next time. Bye.